Internet Brand Strategist Sandra Beck interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel to telecommuting from home to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Sarah Scarlett and she has her own long-standing publicity company that presents authors to the media, presents authors out in the, the you know, blogosphere, the, you know, everywhere you can pick up author information. And one of the things I want to talk about today is I don't know what you do. And as we are in NaNoWriMo month where everybody's talking about writing their 50,000 words, doing this and doing that. I'm doing an in-depth peek into some of the people who support authors in the industry, and you are one of them. And I want to demystify what, what does a publicist do? Okay, well, exactly what we do is we like to get in on the beginning of the book. Say you're, you've sold your book and you know it's going to be published next June now is the time to call me or who, whatever publicist you want to work with. And you can formulate a plan of what kind of expectations you have for that book. Do you want to do a book tour? Not many people are doing that during COVID, but it's starting to open up a little bit. Where do you want to go? What bookstores? Do you want to do workshops? They're the things you want to set up earlier. Um, now, the first thing that the publisher does is sends out um, a galley, and that is a pre-pub book that's uncorrected, uh, and they you know, don't want you to sell that book or, <laughs> or send that out into the world. That's merely for producers, radio hosts, reviewers to see if they want to have the author as their guest. So we got that out to a big list of people that will preview the book or like Publishers Weekly and the Trade or Library Journal or some of the like Oprah used to do that. Um, just some big magazines and, and then it, magazines in the genre. If it's a spiritual book, we'll send it out to spiritual magazines, websites, blogs. And then we start booking radio shows, podcasts, um, very rarely TV shows, but mainly, you know, we're in the podcast radio genre. We get excerpts out to websites. You know, we do all kinds of things to build up the buzz for the book so people know what it is and the radio host will ask questions of the author and give everybody a really good preview of what that book is about. And hopefully they will go out and buy that book, so, which is, you know, the, to get the information out, but also to sell their book. Ultimately. Absolutely. Well, and one of the things that I find where, where, you know, being in a, in, you know, doing a podcast or doing multiple podcasts for 15 years now, 16 years this year, um, is that it's really helpful when the book has an audio version. 
because uh-huh. people listen, you know, like I listen to stuff all the time. And by the end of my day, I've had enough of screens and uh-huh. I really want to just listen. And I don't care if it's a, you know, fiction or nonfiction. I don't care if it's self-help or, you know, the latest New York times bestselling author. And I found over the years, I just want to take a minute and talk a little bit about an audible or an audio version, digital uh-huh. version of your book. Audible is one of my sponsors. So check everything out on audible, especially if you don't feel like reading. I'm one of their best customers. (laughs) Me too. I just love, and I love the ease of being able to do other things. I mean, we do a lot of multitasking these days. And for me as a single mom, I'm driving all the time. So for me to Mm -hmm. be able to listen to the book on my device and not have to lug it places, but I will tell you, if I really like a book, I will read it and I will listen to it sometimes concurrently, which is kind of cool. That's, you know, I do that on my, my um, Kindle and Kindle is another mm-hmm. one of our sponsors, you know, on our show. So I'm happy to, you know, yes, give them I, some love, I love my promotion. two Kindles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, <clears throat> it's really handy to have these things because readers are always on the hunt for new material. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And not everybody does an audible version. Um, most of my authors do. I think, I don't know whether you had Jonathan Hammond on your show. No, not uh, yet. Okay. But I will have to, I think that was when you were out and off, but his book is an audible now too. Paul's are always on audible. Paul Selig records his own books on audible and most of the time authors will. So I think I think it's a boon. Sarah, I'm just going to jump in right now because now is a really good time as we're talking about listening to audiobooks to thank our sponsor. Our sponsor today is Raycon and you're going to want to go to buyraycon.com slash coach talk today to unlock exclusive deals up to 20% off your Raycon order. Now these Raycon wireless earbuds are the bomb. They are so pretty. They come in different colors first of all. Frost white, rose gold, flare red, electric blue, and carbon black. I have two pairs. I have a rose gold and then I have the flare red, but I got to tell you, I'm really thinking about the frost white ones for summer. Now these make great gifts because they offer eight hours of playtime, a 32 hour battery life. The audio quality is amazing. They're comparable to what you get from other premium brands, except Raycon start at half the price. So this holiday season, I want you to get your friends, family, and your coworkers something they can use for calls or music for work or play at home or on the go. I use them everywhere. I have one in my gym bag. I have one at work. I have one in my travel go bag like they're all at the ready because I know myself and I want to listen when I'm sitting places when I'm bored when I'm traveling you know when I'm waiting for things they are the greatest and they're affordable so today you can save big on a gift that your friends and family and you will use every day go to buyraycon.com slash coach talk today to unlock exclusive deals up to 20% off your Raycon order but hurry this offer is only available for a limited time and you don't want to miss it that's buyraycon.com slash coach talk to unlock up to 20% off your Raycons by Raycon.com slash coach talk and Raycon is spelled R-A-Y-C-O-N. You know, we were talking about listening to audiobooks and I think they're so great. I listen to them everywhere. I listen even when I'm in the jacuzzi, I'm listening to a book. I mean, that's my favorite thing. I love books and it doesn't matter whether I'm listening to them, reading them. I mean, it's, and it's so great that we have these opportunities and that's where like, you know, digital has really, I think, expanded the publicity that you can do for your books, because now we have all these blogs we have now getting heard or found that's a whole other, you know, radio show, but the idea that you can put something up on the internet 
and people can find it. And it's just your skill set. You know, no longer do we have to have the, you know, spend $10,000 to get you included in this or $5,000 to get you included in that. You know, those things, those days have come and gone. Right, exactly. I mean, we used to pay X amount of dollars as, as publishers to get the end cap at Barnes and Noble. I mean, you paid for that. You paid for the front table. Uh, I don't even know if that happens anymore. It may well, but, I, you know, we, we don't strive for that, you know. Of course, I work freelance for many publishers and individual authors. So just letting people know that the book is in Kindle, the book is in Audible, and you're, you can access it that way. Yeah, right. I mean, and I think that gives us a lot of comfort. You know, we're an on-demand nation now, and we're an on-demand world. And so what I find, too, is that if, and this is why I won't do from a publicity standpoint, I will not have someone on my show whose book is not out and, and available. Right. You know? and, and, and that's what we, we strive for. Although we will book, um, especially if I'm working with a publisher, we will, if a book is coming out in January, we will say, can you, can you start booking uh, mid to the end of December? Because then people can do pre-sales. Sarah, I'm just going to jump in here for a second, because as we're talking about great digital media, I want to thank our sponsor today. Today's episode is sponsored by Degrees. Real talk about planet saving careers, which is an original podcast from the Environmental Defense Fund. And if you want to use your job to make an impact, this is the podcast to listen to. Degrees features candid conversations and takeaways from today's most inspiring climate change makers. Each episode of Degrees tells the story about how one of these inspiring change makers found their climate career and how you can do it too. The season is all about no matter what is going on in the industry, you can find a planet saving job. I like these because they run between 20 to 40 minutes. They are in season three, so it's been around a while. They have great radio and great listens, and it's a cool way to just keep in touch with that side of yourselves because every episode of Degrees is meant to inspire those who are thinking about planet saving careers. And it highlights key lessons that people can apply to their own challenges. And it's really fun, you guys. It talks about, like one of them was talking about a former investment broker who changed his life to become an environmental activist. There's another one about a 44-year-old farm worker's son who was fighting wildfires in California and authored a bill to allocate billions of dollars to the cause and why he believes climate policy is sexier than you think. So these are really smart brain food, you guys. And you're going to want to take a listen to these because these narrative stories will capture your attention and they'll inspire you while giving you practical tips on how to get a sustainability career. How cool is that? And season three of Degrees is out now. Search for Degrees, real talk about planet saving careers anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we'll include links in the show notes. My thanks to Degrees for their support. You know, one of the things too, I just wanted to add that I liked about Degrees being between 20 and 40 minutes long is you can choose, you know, how long you want to listen because sometimes it's really hard to pay attention for things if they go on too long. Normally, I say people's attention span is short. Yeah. And if they're listening, they want to go buy that book. They want to go right to Amazon, right to BNN.com or run down to their local bookstore. And if it's not there, they're going to forget about buying it. 
So right, well, and let's talk about pre-sales because pre-sale is for me a book that's technically done. Like you are able to exchange money for it, which means it has been vetted through the lawyers. It has been, you know, gone to print. You know, we've gone through the galley copy, and that's something that I think is worth talking about, especially with NaNoWriMo. This, you know, coming up is all about get your fifty thousand words, and you have a book, and most people will then take it and self-publish it. You know, they won't put it through an editor. They won't put it through a reading group. They won't do all the due diligence that the large publishing houses do. Not every author. There are hybrid authors out there that do a very good job of creating mass market paperback, you know, hardcover for publishers, and then they do their own self, but they have those provisions in place. They have somebody to edit it. It's been grammar checked and been, you know, spell checked and formatted. Right. All of that. And (laughs) continuity. You know, I did a continuity job. I used to do continuity for the studios out here in Los Angeles. And, you know, I did a continuity job for a a best-selling friend of mine. She goes, you know, you have a really good eye. And I'm like, she cannot have like golden blonde hair and then honey blonde. And, you know, there was like four different blondes throughout the book. And I'm right. like, her name unless, was Janet in this chapter and Sally in the next chapter. Right. Yeah. Or sometimes there's a name, you know, they go through and do a search and replace. So, and you miss one because it's, it's Sarah's with an H instead of Sarah, you know, little things like that are um, in a world where we have so much digital help with Grammarly, another sponsor on my show, you know, I, I love to talk about Grammarly, but you look at Scrivener, again, another sponsor, these, these companies are great companies, and they make it so that you don't have to fix everything, or you don't have to know everything. But there are so many people out there, Sarah, that, that either don't want to pay for, don't want to use they're so excited to have that book done and then they publish it. Then they send the copy to me and I almost will never, I I don't think I've ever taken anybody and put them on the air in a self-published book that wasn't already familiar with hybrid publishing because it was full of errors. Exactly. And that, that's another thing that, you know, if you're going to, I do have some self-published authors. Now, my self-published authors, I have Dr. Kavitha Shanayan coming up again. And I think you've. Oh, yeah, uh, I interviewed her. Yeah, you know, you know, Kavitha, she's doing a new book and she's self-publishing this one, but she's got an audience now. She can do that. She hired an editor. You know, we've already gone through all the editing process. I've gone out to get her endorsements for the book, which meant I sent it to really sure. neat people like Lisa Coffey. And I sent it to Erwin Laszlo, whom you know, and, and you know, had people give some really good endorsements. And so that's all ready. And we'll have, we'll have some copies to go out soon uh and the book will be but that's not your typical self-published that's not your tip no now i had somebody a few years ago for instance that sent me her book and you know i could have cried and i really like her and she's now a radio host but i just said my darling (laughs) i wouldn't send this out because it it would be bad on my reputation and kill yours. So I sent her to an editor, sent her to someone who did a beautiful cover for her. And that book went out in the world and did much better. But, you know, no one wants to read a book that has, uh, you know, terrible grammatical errors, has no consistency, has orphans and widows on the top of a page. You know, you expect more when you're reading a book and you're paying. 
Well, and you're paying for it, you know, and whether it's a 99 cent bargain book in Amazon or, you know, a 24.99 hardcover, you know, like Karen Kingsbury's book, you know, I just interviewed her before this show and she's got this beautiful book, you know, Forgiving Paris that's out. And I encourage you guys to, to get it, take a look at it. I mean, it's really well done, but there's two, um, there's two books that I just want to recommend for anybody out there that's that's doing the self-published route and this lady is not paid for anything i just love her stuff her name is kathy eyed her her last name is spelled ide and she wrote two books called proofreading secrets of best-selling author and editing secrets of best-selling authors and they came out in 2014 and 2020 and the thing is she hits the top. She was an editor, you know, for the, for the industry for many years. Mm -hmm. And so she said, you know, 99% of the stuff I see is the same mistakes over and over. And instead of a massive book, like a, a shrunk and white, or, you know, whatever those, you know, the big books are that, that we've held, you know, as the, you know, the, um, what are they called? I, there's a Christian one. There, there's a whole bunch of different ones that are talking about, you know, grammar and punctuation and usage. Right. Instead of the everything but the kitchen sink books, this lady came up with the great idea of giving the best of like these are the most common mistakes. So there's, you know, and they're short books, they're about, you know, 100 pages, but they're my new Bibles because when I'm working on something, they're the most common ones. Like I'm not so much worried about an obscure mistake, but I don't want to make a common mistake that that writers make. Yeah, and we see a lot of that. You're absolutely right. So you asked, you also said to me, do agents promote authors? Yes. Agent, what agents do, if you have an agent, they will take your book out to the major publishers, smaller publishers, and try to get them to publish your book. That's their job. Um, some of the big publishers will only work with agents and then there are companies that you know you can go in and sell you know send the book in and sell it yourself so but that's mainly what agents do now we have um lisa hagan is a wonderful agent whom i've worked with and absolutely adore and she has her own uh lisa hagan books also not only does she sell books to other publishers, she has a small pub and she promotes her authors. She works, you know, right along with us promoting them. They'll have things on Facebook, Instagram. You know, she really works hard. And a lot of the smaller publishers will do that, too. They hire social media people to really get the authors out there. And that's, you know, that's that's wonderful. That's really uh, what they should be doing. Right. And, and there's all different kinds of, of agents and, and, and publishers. And, you know, one of the things that I look for is a proven track record of success. Like one mm -hmm. of my favorite groups is the Talcott Notch Literary Agency, because they give feedback with their rejections. It's not just a form letter. Right. And I get exactly. it. Like, you know, because of liability, because, you know, the problem writers, you know, people who can't let things go or don't, you know, don't want or are unable to, um, you know, handle rejection. I, I get both sides of the flat rejection letter. It's not right for us. I also get when, you know, publishers are inundated like December 
publishing houses, agents, editors, and probably publicists are all inundated with stuff from NaNoWriMo. I've just finished my first novel and here's my first draft. So figure it out. And, right, right. you know, so I get the, the use of the generic, you know, rejection letter, but mm -hmm. There are times when somebody will give you feedback and they're one of those agencies. I know because they gave it to me, you know, yeah. and, and it was really helpful. It showed me what I didn't know, what I needed to learn. But then again, these people are not there to critique your manuscript. No, That's what writers not. groups are for. Right, That's exactly. what contests and yeah. submitting yeah. your stuff for review or paying for. And some of this stuff isn't a fortune. You're not going to spend thousands of dollars. You might spend a couple hundred dollars to get somebody legit in the industry to give you feedback. And the question you have to ask yourself, is this my career or is this just, I want to write a book and, you know, like, like a, like a home-baked cake. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we have, we have this little little joke here in the office there there are writers and there are authors and not all authors are writers so they right. need the help they have a story to tell so they're not Hemingway but they really need someone to help shape the book that's what a good editor is for it makes a good book better and if you right. don't have a good editor you're in trouble we have a group here in Charlottesville I'm in Charlottesville Virginia called Writer House and I used to be on their board I'm not working with them anymore but they have people there that you can hire to critique what you're going to send out to an you know even to an agent before you before you send that out into the world they'll take a good look at it and i'm sure there are a lot of writers houses around the country where you know you can get that kind of help and it's really a boon because if if it's right to start with <laughs> you're you're so much further ahead of the game well, absolutely. Well, and the other thing that I think is, is worth talking about, you know, and as, as you know, you were talking, I was, you know, looking up some things, you know, as you know, these people, you know, that you're that I don't, I'm not familiar with. But what came up while I was was listening to you was these YouTube how to videos. And it's one thing to have a licensed guy teach you how to clean your pool filter which is you know what I used <laughs> YouTube for he told me what to do exactly I put it on my right. iPad I had my iPad out I'm like he took the knob off I took the knob off he washed the part I washed the part <laughs> but he was a licensed professional but anybody can put up a YouTube how to whether it's authoring writing submitting and it runs the gamut from bananas off the wall what are you talking about <laughs> to exactly <laughs> you just told me five things that that no author should do because you're a rule breaker and you might be a self-published author of 25 books but and one girl I used to listen to on YouTube because I really kind of liked her and I liked what she talked about but then every once in a while she'd say something and I'm like Ooh, you know, that, that doesn't sound right. Or, Ooh, that's, that's not. And one of the ones was submitting um, proposals to publishing companies or to editors for work that's not been done. And, you know, I've done enough shows with, with literary agents and with publishing houses to go, you know what, in an era where there's digital publishing and there's all these tools and everybody has a computer, why would I buy something on spec you know you've got only has two idea. chapters written right exactly yeah 
and that happens a lot. Now, with a best-selling author, they, you know, there's usually a little uh, part in their contract that says, for your next two books, we have the right of refusal, so you'll send in the idea sure. or a couple chapters, but they're going to take that from those folks and say, okay, develop it, and, you know, we're interested. But if you're, you know, Joe Blow from nowhere and never done a book before, that's not going to happen. And right. no one's... And first of all, you know, I don't even know, unless you're a best-selling author, you know, I don't think there are big advances going on. I think no. it's mainly, you know, what you sell and, you know, that's, and you could be a self-published author of 20 books, but tell me how many were sold. Right. <laughs> and how exactly. can you document that? And how can you document that? I mean, right. that, you know, that's, that's one of the things like, and, and let's talk a little bit too about the publishing houses with digital media. I can form my own publishing house tomorrow, put up a website and I'm in business, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean I have the connections, the distribution or exactly. the skills. Exactly. And that's one thing when you're going with a publisher, even if it's a smaller publisher, I work with some small publishers sure. that are excellent. They have distribution. They do so much for their authors and they have the skills. They'll put the money into the editing and the proofreading and, you know, and, and going over the book several times before it's put out there in the world. They have great artists, your graphic artists that do the covers. Uh, that's, that's the advantage to being a published author with a publisher. That's the advantage. And quite frankly, I mean, I would rather work with someone who has their book through a publisher. Because, yeah, because you know, it's been vetted. It's been vetted. And there's a lot of people behind you helping, right. you know, if we get a radio show, are they sending that out to the reps immediately? And the reps are the groups that go out and sell the books to all the outlets. They even have reps that sell to Amazon, to Ingram, which you and I are familiar with because, sure. you know, we're in the business. But that's a big distribution company. New Leaf, which is, you know, for uh, spiritual metaphysical books. And, you know, just going in to sell them to the different groups, independent pub, uh, sure. bookstores. And so... You know, I have somebody I work with at Monkfish Publishing, which is a wonderful small publisher, uh, and she sends everything. To, the minute we do it, the minute there's an article, there's the minute there's a review or a radio show, she gets that out to the reps because they know that there's some buzz going on and they can sell that book with this. You know, they have to have something around it to sell it. Well, yeah, like when you look at selling anything, if all you have is, you know, salespeople choose sales for a reason. They generally are not avid readers. I, I did a lot of sales training in the computer industry, also in the real estate industry. So to get them, you know, to read, it's just not their thing. They want to be out doing and talking and schmoozing and meeting people. They and want a concise way to sell that book. Right. Yeah. So you Give have them the sound bites too. Right. And if they can say, hey, you know, USA Today reviewed this book, you've given them a sound bite. Yeah. For them to sell the book because it's somebody has to sit across from a person, whether it's on the computer or in person and say, hey, here's this book. It's about this, but these companies are behind it. You know, she's a New York Times bestseller, all those labels. And that's why publishing is a marathon, not a sprint. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's in there for the long haul. And they want that book not only to sell today, but they want it to backlist. And backlist means they'll sell that book five, 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really, you know, staying power. That's yeah, what publishing, you know, publishing is a, is a business at the end of the day. Absolutely. It's about, it's not about your ego. It's not about your great idea. It's about, can we sell this book? Can we make this book into movies or, you know, an Amazon series and sell more books and get more income? I mean, that's really what it is. And I think- I'll tell you a story. When I worked at Hampton Roads Publishing Company here in Charlottesville before it moved out of town and was came under the auspices of Red Realizer Canary, we when we had an author wanting to sell a book, we had a big editorial meeting. And it wasn't just the editors or the salespeople, it was the publicists, mm-hmm. the marketers. We had to see how that book would go out into the world. And right. were we behind it? Because you need to be enthusiastic about that book. Sure. Or you can't publicize it. You can't sell it. You need to have some enthusiasm behind it. So we would do that. And then once we accepted a book, we would bring the authors in. And we used to call it the dog and pony show. They would just, you know, tell us all about the book. And we even had one guy who was an actor. I love him to death. And he was doing a book about parenting your parents and you may have had Jim on your show at some point but he just did this wonderful presentation that you know and and made you laugh I mean it was a serious subject but you know how his father hid a bottle big bottle of scotch in his closet at the nursing home but it was just I mean the way he sold it and that book went on to sell many 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 so but they're the kind of things because you're putting and I forget how many thousands of dollars publishers put into the books when you think of how many hands touch that book before that book is on the market you know that's a huge investment yes it is a business they want that sell and you know and it could easily be a hundred grand to a quarter of a million sure by the time you vet it through the lawyers by the time you go through pre-sales you got to pay the agent you got to pay the assistant you got to pay the editor you know everybody gets paid for their time absolutely an investment and the publishing industry is tied to the banking industry so rates you know interest rates all those things affect publishing Absolutely. And then, you know, they have to have enough money behind them. If the book becomes a bestseller and they need to, and this was, this was more probably in the older days, not everybody wants a physical book these days. Mm -hmm. I have lots of physical books and they're the ones I really love. Everything else I I have on Audible or my Kindle, because you run out of room, even in a big house, you run out of room. But they had to print a hundred thousand books and mm-hmm. that was a lot of money. And right. so the book That's was a sold to a major publisher because this small company could, didn't have the bankroll to do mm-hmm. that because you're putting that money out there way before that book sells. Right. So, yeah, I mean, people don't, I mean, they just don't realize, you know, until you sit down and you think about it or somebody actually tells you how this whole thing works. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that, you know, why we're doing these shows, especially during NaNoWriMo, so that your expectation is something that will serve you rather than defeat you. Because if you spend, you know, these 30 days cranking out whatever 1600 words a day, and you don't 
give it to an editor, hire an editor, put it before your reading group, you know, and, and, you know, and, or join contests, do online writing programs where you can network and meet people. Um, that's, that's part of the industry. That's part of the business. And there's no point in spending 30 days to write a book that at December 1st, you're going to mail out and then get rejected and then feel like you're not a good writer or you're not a good person or, you know, whatever things, you know, authors are really good at beating themselves up that way. In that, in that same vein, I used to work with Richard Bach. And he, he, the funniest story he ever told me was that with Jonathan Livingston Siegel, he absolutely, for real, wallpapered a room with the rejections on that book. And that book went on to sell 60 million copies over a lifetime. It's still selling. It's still but selling. That's why I'm like, I don't even selling. know how many books it sold. Yeah, but, but back in the day when we were doing publicity, and this was before his plane, his plane accident, um, I think it was 60 million just for that one book. But I have to tell you that, but, and that is not uncommon. That is not right. uncommon, you know, because, you know, one man's treasure is another man's junk. You know? And it, somebody finally believed in that book. Right, right. Well, and I, you know, I just looked it up on Amazon just for fun. It's like you can buy. The mass market paperback, the paperback, the hardcover, the audiobook, and the Kindle. So mm-hmm. this book is still, you know, the test of time. And it was published in 1970. Yes, I got it for Christmas that year. And when Richard became one of our authors, I hauled that book out and brought it into the office and he signed it and drew pictures in it. And wow. It's a one of a kind. <laughs> right. But there you go. So you I know, had it from 1970 and this was like 2006. So, wow. But yeah. he, he didn't give up. You know, if he had a no. wallpaper full of rejections, he believed in what he was doing. And I think that's the, the, the most important thing that I wanted to accomplish today with you, Sarah, to talk about the industry, the reality of where the industry is today, not to discourage writers, but to encourage writers so that you can get the best results possible. Having your, you know, work reviewed, peer reviewed, you know, hire somebody, hire, you know, and I know that costs money, but you yeah. know what? Yes. So does a Starbucks. Like, you know, right. You can- right, exactly. Yeah, Richard Box, one of his good quotes is a writer, uh, an author is a writer who didn't quit. Right. Hey, keep on trying, keep on going. And keep on uh, learning. Do, That's keep the one on learning, thing. do all the right things you know we all start out and you know have to learn and and actually today with the way the industry is we're all still learning right right there's stuff to learn about digital digital publishing exactly even you know paula munier she's my good friend and she's a best-selling usa today author she she does mysteries she's the borrow bone Mm -hmm. series and she's so funny because she's she's a former newspaper writer turned mystery writer and she'll call me up and say oh you have to get this book it's so wonderful and I'm like okay what is it thinking it's some fiction thing she's like this I learned so much about character development and I'm like what like you are a best-selling author you have written you know I don't know how many books she has out there at least and she's got books on how to write so if she can still keep learning her craft and improving so can I absolutely absolutely I learn every day uh, you know 
I get more and more people that will review a book. You know, there are always new people, you know, uh, new podcasters, new radio. Um, and, and you have to just keep on growing no matter what you're doing. Right. So for those of you guys that are doing NaNoWriMo, now you understand what publicity is, how it works, finish your book, get it edited, make it the best possible, like your Sunday best. Like if you were going to go get your Sunday best done, your writing has to be your Sunday best. It has to be finished, complete and edited before you reach out to these publishers and these literary agents and publicists. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's an order I mean, to I, things. I, I usually, I don't get a book. Usually. Uh, it depends, you know, as we were talking about Dr. Shania, and I got that book because she's self-publishing and she reached out to me early on. And, and a few other authors do that, like Dina Marion. But to tell you the truth, the book is bought by the publisher. The agent may reach out to me and say, my author would like you to be the publicist on this book or the publisher might reach out to me, but it's already sold to them by that time. So what I'm going to see is halfway edited, you know, I'll get the unedited proof, but they're not even awful. You get those all the time. You know, they look actually pretty good. Uh, There may be a mistake or two, but that's fixed by the time the final book is uh, published. But yeah, I mean, I I come in a little bit later on that, but you don't want to send to the agent or the publisher before it's in pretty good shape. No. And, you know, one of the things too, and then, then we'll wrap it up for today, but is one of the things that I learned working within the publishing industry is the importance of knowing what's on the market already. Because your great idea, and I see this in self-published books all the time, they send me this book and I'm like, this is familiar. Like I, I know this stuff. Like I've read this stuff before Then I go to Amazon and I'm like, oh, you know, that was Stephen Covey's book or that was, <laughs> you know, cause we go to all these seminars, we learn all these things and we don't realize like Tony Robbins already did all this or Stephen Covey <laughs> did all these things. You know, this is nothing new. It might've been new to you, but you didn't do your homework and exactly. know what is already on the market. Yeah. I mean, it, some of the things that when you're when you're sending in a proposal to an agent or to a publisher, there's a whole section of this proposal that should be how these book this book compares to other books like right, the it, competitive market. analysis. Exactly. And if, if this is just like, you know, Jane Roberts, Seth, you, you know, forget it. She's already done it 20,000 years ago. It's, right. You know, So it's, you know, when people write these type of books, these are more business type books. There's a difference between writing a vanity and I don't mean vanity in a a negative way, but if you're writing a book, that's going to be given to your clients, you know, your coaching clients, your, your, it's a business builder. It's a brand builder. That's very different than sending it to a publisher. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are people that, you know, what what they do is this boosts their their brand. And there's a lot of books that will do that. But and uh, but if it's going to go out there and be published by a publisher, you better make sure it's a new idea. It's right. new, a new way to do this. I mean, I love self-help books. I do a lot of self-help books. I want A, B, C, D, E. What, how is this book going to change my life, change right. my view, change my worldview, change how I finish the race? 
you know. Yeah. There, there are things that, you know, if it's going to be in that genre, you better have something new and some wonderful way to tell people how, how to get to their goal. Right. And we it should be that. easy. Right. <laughs> and we want it to be easy. <laughs> sure. Sure. So how can people find out more about you? Oh, well, my website is www.scarletpublicity.com. And my phone number is there. You know, my email is there. So they can write to me, they can call me, and we can discuss their book or whatever they have in mind. Well, and just so you know, Scarlet is with a G. So it's S G A R L A T, S G A R L A T, Scarlet Publicity. Um, she works with authors and is established not only a long time business. How long have you been in business? Oh, I've been in one way or another for 20 some odd years. There you go. So like I said, you know, before you, if your mother says she loves you, check it out. If you choose a publicist, make sure they have a proven track record of success. And this goes for (laughs) publishers and also for agents, because anybody can hang a hat out there today. You want to make sure that what you're getting is what you are looking for. Same thing goes with YouTube videos. And when you look at these how-to books out there on writing, Again, if your mother says she loves it, check it out. Be the fact checker because that's what we need to do today oh, with exactly. everything out there today. And, and stay in the genre. I mean, I, I specialize in alt medicine, spirituality, self-help. So I'm in that genre. I do um, nonfiction books mm-hmm. and most of them have a spiritual bent. Uh, some metaphysical. We just did a book uh, with Alan Steinfeld called Making Contact, which was nice. absolutely wonderful. Uh, and, you know, so just, you know, look in the genre. If you're a novelist, don't call me. <laughs> because right. Right. I, That's it. although, you know, Richard, Richard Bach called himself a novelist, but, you know, he was, he was in the metaphysical area. So, but the point is, do your homework, know who you're communicating with. Because exactly. in the era of digital, you can send out 500 emails, you know, a mass email. You know, you can buy these services and they'll go to all the publishers, all of this. But it's a mass email. And and, you and if you get one answer, you're out. lucky. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Know, know what you're talking about. Research, research, research before you do anything. Uh Make and make sure if you're going to hire a publicist, you might talk to two or three publicists, right? Two or three agents, publicists mainly because agents, you're lucky when they take you. But you know, with somebody that you're hiring or you're hiring somebody with social media, speak with them, tell them what your expectations are, see if they can deliver that. And you know, hopefully, they're I'm honest. I say, you know, if you want to be, you know, everybody wanted to be on Oprah back in the day. And I think I got one person on Oprah, right? So, you know, it's a big world. It's so a big world. and you know, and, and really, really vet these professional self publishing services, be careful oh, absolutely. With them before you hand over 10 grand for your book and think you're you're on your way, you can't buy your way to a bestseller. No, absolutely not. And there's a lot of those self-publishing services out there. And some of them I wouldn't give you 10 cents for, but it just, you know. Me too, because they've sent their authors to me. And I'm like, did anybody edit this? This doesn't make sense. There's a whole, I had one from a company and I will not say who, but we're talking about the same one. I know we are. I know you, yeah. Yeah, they sent me a book and they printed a chapter twice. And it's like, it had chapter (laughs) one, 
chapter two, chapter three. And I'm like, chapter two and chapter three are the same. Like, how, how did this, how did no one notice? Because if your book has gone through four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hands, mm-hmm. somebody's going to figure out that you printed chapter two twice and they were slight variations. You know, I could tell what happened. They had rewritten the chapter. They put the new chapter in. Nobody took the old chapter out. It auto-corrected, changed the headers, you know, so that it auto-populated chapter one, two, three, four. And at the end of reading the third chapter, I'm like, this is the same as the second chapter, just completely rewritten. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Again, I've seen some wowzers, too. But yeah. So you you want to you want to do your homework. There there are people that do, um, like I think Hay House has a service for self published books. There there are quite a few around. Um, right, and if you can't that, afford it, do a trade. Be part of a group and trade your services to somebody else. Sure. And you know and and just get it done. So we'll be back again next week with another great episode. I want to thank uh Sarah Scarlett and it's Scarlett Publishing. Go ahead and look her up and Scarlet Publicity. Have, oh sorry, uh Scarlett Publicity, my mistake. Um and we thank will be back so again much. next week with another great episode. Thanks Sandra. Thank you. Bye-bye. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach.